You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hello, sports fans. Well, hello there. Local sports, national sports. The GCAT has got you covered. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Check it out, George. All right, we're off and running. It is Wednesday, the midway point of your work week. We will officially invite you to that shortly. We're on location at Upper Cervical Family Chiropractic. You know the hotline. It used to be Upper Cervical Family Chiropractic. It's now Lakeview Massage and Therapy. It's the same thing essentially uh one's a massage place one's a everything place when it comes to cervical spine everything else dr josh roulette runs both of them we'll hear from him shortly as he's with a client over to my right but we're right when you walk in here miss aaron is over at the desk mercy will be here as well walked on over gave a couple of espn koozies to jess who will take your phone calls if you do call over at Lakeview Massage and Therapy. Don't forget, mention the show's name. 20 bucks right off of that first massage that you get. That is it called a hookup. So go ahead and do that for sure. We got a ton to get into. Uh, plenty of sound from yesterday's OTA in the open locker room period, which was 2 to 2.30. I'm on to 3. Do the math. I have all of that today. Um, some interesting comments from Rashid Shahid, who continues to stand out. Jameis Winston spoke. And had some very interesting things, including Love hearing his his perspective on the game and a, a couple concepts that he you know that he's bringing to us. Uh, but he's just a he's a fun loving guy, man. He loves everybody around him, and uh, and I'm just happy to be his, his teammate. That's his thoughts on Derek Carr, and he's going to give us a lot more on that here as well, including um, why he chose to come back to the Saints, especially in a role that he knows is a backup role. So we'll get into that. Jack Benjamin's going to join us as we're going to continue to get you ready for the regionals that start on Friday. He will give us the nickel side of things and that regional, what's going on over there in Tuscaloosa. Uh, Jay Walker is traveling. So the Cajun side of things will probably be with you tomorrow with the professor as he will be with you at Katie's. And... Um, Still waiting on Chris Blair. Again, lots of things going on for them, but we'll try to get him either today or tomorrow, if not even Friday, going into that, but more than likely not Friday since they play at 2 o'clock against Tulane. Corey Glore, speaking of, will join us at one fifteen. He is the voice of the Green Wave. We'll give you the rest of the list here soon. Uh-oh. Guess what day it is. Guess what day it is. It's hump day. Hump day. I know you can hear me. Let's just Today's more that what that camel Wednesday hump day. Is that what it is? There he is, Caleb the camel, letting you know that you have indeed reached the midway point of your work week. Final day of May. Can you even believe that? Is that nuts to you? It is to me. Uh, NBA final start tomorrow. Got another week of OTAs next week, and then uh, then you got mandatory mini camp. Where's the wisdom? And after that six weeks, which is going to go by really, really fast, lots of people vacationing, you got the NBA Finals at end, the draft of June, an NBA free agency, what moves will the Pels make? And before you know it, folks, 
it's it's here. I mean, the end of July starts NFL training camps, and boom, off and running. So uh, in the meantime, we'll get you caught up with everything that's going on. Again, obviously, baseball regionals going on as well this weekend. So while it is the summer, there's still a lot of things going on. And we welcome your phone calls and thoughts on the Lakeview Massage and Therapy Hotline, 800-998-1003. As we said, Jack Benjamin's going to join us. Corey Glore, voice of the Colonels, voice of the Wave, talk about their games coming up on Friday. Ralph Marlboro will be at 115 as we will touch on that coming up here as well. Uh, 205, we will talk with, uh, New Orleans Breakers. We, we keep forgetting about that, right? Logan Perry, not forgetting, because it's not Tuesday, it's Wednesday because of OTA. So Logan Perry will be joining us, uh, as well at 205. Sean Fox at 215. So that is, um, our guest list today. But I, I, the rest of the time, you can give up, give us a buzz. I just want to make sure that we, Get into a lot of the sound that we had yesterday here and a couple of the points that stood out. Again, yesterday at practice, um, there was, I wouldn't say, a, a, there wasn't an abundance of things to kind of mention. For starters, media were escorted out after, you know, one of the team periods towards the end. So we didn't get to see a ton of that. And what we did see, as John Forcade brought up, it just, it, it seemed a little, you know, lackadaisical, not, not that much. And, and then when you hear, um, when you keep hearing from coach yesterday, I kind of brought it up, right? That it, it wasn't crisp. It wasn't that. Now, now there's two things I took away from it. And, and I'll get to that here in a second. First, just here's what he had to say. And then you tell me if you kind of get the same thing. All right. So here's Dennis Allen. Practice is over. Opening comments. Look, good to get everybody back out here again. Uh, you know, after Memorial Day, um, get back out here and uh, and go to work. Um, look, felt like uh, felt like we practiced like a team that's been off for four days. Um, so there's a lot of things that we got to get cleaned up. Um, but we'll have another opportunity to get out here tomorrow, clean some things up, uh, get better. So, so again, you do have three days of practices during the week so today and tomorrow as well and it just kind of made sense i mean you i get it the long weekend maybe some people were with their families maybe they were <sighs> tired right um look there were 15 no shows yesterday compared to 10 last tuesday tyron matthew was there last week wasn't there this week conversely players that weren't there last week jt gray mario davis were there this week but when you look at the secondary, Marshawn Lattimore hadn't been there both weeks. You didn't have Paulson Adebo. You didn't have Matthew. You didn't have, uh, you know, several of the other players here as well. Now, the linebacking core is intact. Pete Werner was there. Demario Davis was there. Cam Jordan's been there both weeks. Uh, you know, Brzee, the draft picks, all, all the draft picks are there. So, but, but it just, it just felt, you know, a little different. And look, when, when we, we hear from Alante Taylor here, in a little bit later on in this hour, you you hear exactly about that, essentially, right? About, he says it, he can't wait to get the guys fully to kind of get moving on. And look, it's something we're going to keep an eye on. As I said, I was super excited, 80 of 89 last week. I get if there's some guys like Penning and Ruiz and Ramchek that are nursing injuries. Um, I get it. Uh, at the same time, I do think, especially on that side of the football, 
It's kind of key. It's important. Joe Woods, Corey Robinson, uh, I mean, Marcus Robinson. And you just you have a whole bunch of new defensive coaches, and it just would make sense. It's quicker, I guess, for them to pick it up, and I understand that. But uh, regardless, it's something to keep an eye on at the same time. Maybe could explain yesterday. I don't know. DA continues to why he wasn't as crisp. Well, look, I think the ball was on the ground more today than than uh, it had been in the previous three practices. So it was more. It, it had zero to do with effort. I think our guys are out here working hard. I just don't feel like the execution was quite where it needed to be. And um, you know, we'll, look, we're in a race to improve versus thirty-one other teams, and and so you know, you don't want to see any of these opportunities slide by. So. We'll have an opportunity to watch the tape, make the corrections, and, and uh, I know our guys will respond tomorrow. So I think that's one of the things that you look at in terms of understanding the Christmas and all that. But did you hear what he, he said it and how he said it? I was on Fox Overtime yesterday with Juan Kincaid and Sean Fazan. It's something that we kind of touched on, and I brought up to Sean that just there, there's a different sense, okay? You felt it. Last week, for sure, the energy, the tempo, the pace, things that I had been imprinted in my head from Sean Payton that describes and tells you it's a good practice or not. That makes sense. There's also things that you observe that you kind of tend to learn to go, okay, that's purposeful. That's, that's on, that, that's a point or on point. This is a message. This is something that they're trying to imprint on the season. And for two weeks now, and even going into rookie mini camp and even going into the off season availabilities, it's a little different Dennis Allen. And I'm not the only one that's observed that. Sean and I talked about that on the, on the set yesterday. Others have mentioned it in, in their, Podcast reports, Ross Jackson, Underhill, Triplet. It, it's a different sense. And I, it's just something I'm pointing out. And as we go along the next couple of weeks and go into training camp, you tell me how many times you hear the word execution, crisp. Um, just things that would kind of relate to doing or having a better practice. You know where I'm going with this? Remember last year? Remember Alvin Kamara? My, my, my famous Alvin Kamara moment of the season in October. See something, say something. Their practices stunk. It wasn't Chris. They wasn't that level, level of intensity, competitiveness, and accountability that I think on purpose Dennis Allen is trying to bring to the team this year. That goes into helping and creating a sense of urgency, importance. This matters. When you hear him speak about a player, about whoever. I mean, you're going to hear him here when he talks about Rashid Shahid or veterans. I mean, he said it last week about Derek Carr. Nah, it was all right, but he can do better. Trust me, Derek Carr looks fine out there. In my my opinion, light years compared to what we've seen here in a couple of years. And that's with Drew. Father Time caught up to him. Um, I promise you, if you go to the rookie, I keep saying rookie, if you keep going to the mandatory minicamp or when you go to a training camp practice where the public's open, I guarantee you it will be two throws max. 
on a drill where you will go, wow, that dude's got a cannon. Right? Period. So that's something that you are going to see, first and foremost. But you look at what he's done this offseason, purposely going and grabbing coaches that are familiar with him, that are that have worked with him, uh, defensive-minded, you name it. From Marcus Robinson to Joe Woods to Dennis Allen, Alante Taylor was asked and brought it up yesterday as well, that you have a situation where you have three coaches on the coaching staff on the defensive side of football, but they're all secondary coaches. Dennis Allen was the secondary coach before the defensive coordinator, before a head coach. So when you have secondary coaches all over the field, listen to what Alante Taylor says. It's huge. You know, uh, they all have been around great players. Uh, they all know what it takes to be, like, some of the best, best like, in your position. So it's big. Um, but at the end of the day, I always say, you know, I love playing for Coach DA. Um, just the swagger that he wants from us. And we talked about swagger last year going into the Raiders game. And uh, you had practice already. And he's like, we need the handshakes. We need, like, guys dancing, moving around. It's good to play for a coach who lets you be yourself um, and just plays hard-nosed defensive football. And, you know, Coach Woods has success being a D coordinator and, uh, so just looking forward to what it looks like going into vet camp when everybody's here, and then also when we get into uh, camp camp, just when it's hot, you know, and just seeing like the who gets mad, who doesn't get mad, because that heat kind of changes you up a little bit. So yeah, it does. I'm glad to hear it from him because it changes me up. My mood's completely different, especially from here on out to October. So I apologize, buddy, if I snap. Um, but did you hear that? Did you hear that? DA at practice. Hey, where are the handshakes? Where's the dancing? Where's the he is trying to bring back and get back at doing or, or just having better practices. Accountability. Not good enough. Again, like I said, I, I now I don't watch the tape like he does. I'm not looking for specific I don't know the offense like they do, so maybe Derek Carr, but I'm just telling you Carr looks pretty good to me. But if you go back to last Tuesday, well, you know, it could be better. He's he's doing all right. You know, just, I, I love that because that that was Sean. That 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 are that Saban. That's the good coaches. They never satisfied. Can always improve. Um, and he's verbalizing that. I'm not saying he didn't last year, but it's publicly being verbalized. I mean, basically, say we looked terrible yesterday. And we need to be out here when we're out here. We need to make sure we're out here for a reason. And I think that's why he went and got certain coaches to help with that, to bring that sense of coaching, to coach these players up. Again, I, I, it's interesting. There's a lot of people that say this is a very aging roster. It's a very experienced roster for sure. Um, I guess in terms of age for running backs, yes, Kamara, but is Lattimore old and you know some of the other players that came in through a draft. But that said, it's one of the reasons we said going into the offseason free agency and in a draft. I said they need an infusion of talent. I'm not saying they're all gonna be offensive or defensive rookies of the year or MVPs or sell jerseys, but your draft classes have gotta make teams. You need out of seven, five have gotta make the team. Like they gotta dress. You need guys that are dressing. And then out of the guys that are dressing, you got you need to find some starters. Look, the Saints made a move today that's very interesting. They did not renew the contract of the head analytics department. I'll tell you about that when you come back to the Sports Hangover.
on ESPN New Orleans. Missing teeth can adversely affect speech, digestion, and how someone chews their food. Studies show that missing even a single tooth can lead to being self-conscious, feelings of depression, and low self-esteem. Tooth loss can negatively impact nutrition, as your diet may be limited to softer, often unhealthy foods. That's why dental implants are a long-term investment in your overall health. With implants, there are fewer diet restrictions, better bone preservation than dentures, and they won't affect neighboring teeth like bridges. Implants look and feel natural and can last for many years. Don't let missing teeth stop you from enjoying life. Make an informed decision. Properly placed dental implants can be a long-lasting solution for missing teeth when placed by the surgical experts. Your smile and health are too precious to trust to just anybody. Oral and maxillofacial surgeons are the trusted specialists, having undergone extensive education and training, making them the experts in face, mouth, and jaw surgery. Start your day the New Orleans way with New Orleans Roast Coffee, a small batch roasted coffee made right in the heart of the Crescent City. From our signature Southern Pecan-flavored coffee to our classic rich dark roast and chicory blend, New Orleans Roast is your everyday, anytime celebration. Pick up a bag or two today. Available at your favorite local grocer. New Orleans Roast Coffee, a true taste of New Orleans. Are you looking for an outdoor store with all the adventure gear you could possibly need? You'll find it at No Wake Outfitters in Metairie. Fly fishing gear, conventional rods and reels, kayaks, paddle boards, apparel, and accessories. Shop their big selection of kayaks and choose from top brands you trust like New Canoe, Old Town, NRS, and more. Visit No Wake Outfitters, 1926 Airline Drive in Metairie for the gear you want at the prices you can't pass up. Now back to the sports hangover with Gus Kattengau. Right, um, well, he could really put the ball anywhere. His arm talent is incredible. That's something that I've noticed. Um, he throws his receivers open, and that's why he's had a, the career that he's had and a lot of success. That is Rashid Shaheed on Derek Carr. Dr. Josh Roulette joins us here as we get into some of that post-game sound, and I'll give you the news of the Saints choosing to go in a different direction with a member of the front office. They have parted ways with their top person in the analytics department, Ryan Herman. He's the top analytics researcher in the club's personnel department. Now, why is that important? Is it a big deal? Is it not? Just go to what Sean Payton recently said. I think it was rookie minicamp. He was bringing it up. It might have been during the draft. But it's in Jeff Duncan's piece, as he wrote about it here today on NOLA.com and The Advocate. Peyton recently said the analytics department with this new team, the Denver Broncos, quote, was on a different level than the one he had in New Orleans. This is Peyton now. It's pretty impressive. It's new for me in a good way. I'm talking about the efficiency of the process. We weren't as far ahead in New Orleans when we were looking at some of these players as to being able to pick up and access the information as quickly. Per Duncan, the Saints have begun interviewing candidates to fill Herman's old role on the staff. Been there a couple of years. He was uh, there essentially um, for a good bit of the process What he was. He also came from Miami, so he has a relationship with Saints assistant general manager Jeff Ireland. Um, he was 
the Dolphins then when he was the GM from 08 to 13. And then he came over here. So this contract after six seasons wasn't renewed. Josh, as we welcome you to the show here. If, you know, when I look at that, it's interesting because the first thing that pops in my head is, well, Sean, aren't you the head coach? <laughs> well, yeah, you, you would think that maybe he noticed that before uh, eight, nine years. You and I have by. talked about this, though. I, I I think it was the last time we were here two Wednesdays ago. I, I think you can get comfortable right. in your position, right? You can get comfortable in your position. And I think one of the things that stands out to me is when you are in a place a long time, 15-plus years, People are used to, you know, you, you get your way. I mean, I, he had a lot of power and all that. You also and create it, friendships and these right, people that I you just, become used to seeing every single and day. It, and it's hard to kind of look at things a certain a certain way. Look, analytics is spoken about so much in all the different sports. I mean, think be, Moneyball, being, yeah. Yeah, Moneyball with, uh, with the A's. Basketball has gone to it a ton where... It, it's literally why the three-point shots become so popular. Right. You know, analytics will tell you jack up 40 shots if you make 12 those 12 more than their three exactly so it is interesting that 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 is a a value of that the eagles have done a lot there's a lot of newer coaches doing that so but if i'm a saint fan i'm hearing sean go down light years ahead well dude i mean that's kind of in that your job and responsibility so at first when i hear this maybe some saints fans are going oh boy what why are we getting rid of the top analytics guy well the top analytics guy, per Sean Payton, was light years behind, behind yeah. the Denver Broncos. Well, I guess knowing maybe Sean doesn't get in the in the room with all these other teams, he doesn't really know their right. How their do process, you know? Exactly. So how would he know? Yeah. So he's just comparing. It's the only just thing comparing now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, obviously, it's something that the game is building with and making sure that we have somebody who can get the right guys in there to make every down efficient for us is going to be important. But I think that's why I'm, I started the segment with the way I did in terms of, I, I think there's something that I'm just picking up. Maybe just me, but I, I hear Dennis saying a lot of, you know, being crisp or you know, execution. We need to get better. It, he's starting it now. It, to me, as I said last night on Fox, I said, it, it, he's setting a tone and what the, expectation level is for practice because they didn't practice well last year. I mean, Alvin Kamara told you, players told you that they were making mistakes, holdings, flags, all that. And I said that was one thing I wanted to see when Derek Carr got here. Is he more breeze-like of taking command and tempo and pace and things of that nature? But you look at his hires with those assistant coaches on the defensive side all having worked for him. Guys known for coaching, and you're listening to now players, and I played Alante Taylor saying, man, these guys know what they're doing. I can't wait to get the vets in here and all that stuff. And then you hear him saying it, and now you see a move like today right. that gets out. There, There's no question that Dennis is trying to make this more his team and – a sen- almost a sense of urgency. All right, guys, let, let's let's get it going. Well, I think that's good and refreshing. I mean, I agree. Him coming in after Sean, it's a it's a big role for him to take, and it's kind of like he just went with the flow of how things were. And this off season, obviously, he had a change of heart over that and um, decided to come in and, and and make the team his own. I think that's the right move. So, I, I think one of the things that else stood out to me yesterday, and again, practice was just one of those. 
it felt like the Tuesday after Memorial Weekend <laughs> per Dennis Allen. So to, it wasn't as crisp. I mean, there's not really a ton to get into. There, there's one thing from a football standpoint, I will, that stands out to me. That's Rashid Shaheed continuing to make plays. That relationship with Carr and Alave, I'll touch on that. The other thing, though, Jameis Winston spoke. He was available in the locker room. It's an open locker room. And he spoke at length. I mean, it was about 15 minutes answering questions, you know, left and right. Specifically, and I'm going to play a lot of that here over the segments here, but I got you for another six minutes. I want to get your take on this because we've talked about injuries sure. and recovery. And, and I'm not trying to pat you on the back here, but I know you know what you're saying. But you All have right. specifically for shows that we do here, you talk about overcompensating how you can injure yourself further. Sure. I sent you the two bites this morning so you can kind of get an idea where I wanted to go with this. But he talked about how he was feeling and where he is at and in a lot of different areas in overcoming injuries. So let's get started on this. Uh the the, the biggest thing is like man, I just had I just had some rough injuries. Uh it, it takes time with, with those things, but uh obviously just my training regimen uh isn't as strenuous as it has as it has been uh over the past few years. Uh, just to, to get some mobility things and, and things like that. But uh, what's important is that we're back playing football uh, and we're here. So uh, once you're here, you gotta got to show up and show out. Here's something else he said. Well, just uh, I think the main thing is my overall health. Uh, so I'm just going to continue to, to work on that. I, I can't uh, really get particular with you on, because uh, over, overcompensation of other things has sure. opened up other stuff. But uh, the main thing is just focusing on uh, getting back holistically healthy so I can be my best uh, when I was. And I'm still I'm still building like it, it's it's not something where I'm just like, oh, man, it's a breath of fresh air. And I'm, I'm pressing like this is something that's that's ongoing with me because, you know, I, I want to feel like I felt when I first got in this in this league, like fresh legs and, you know, not playing has allowed me to have some of that that, that red instead of the, the pound and so that I can play uh, like I'm capable of playing every single snap. Josh, the two big injuries we know of, the, spinal the, the knee and the spinal fractures, right. right? I can't think of two places worse that will limit your mobility and movement all the way else around. I mean, when you have a knee injury, you can't walk or right. run and stability and things of that nature. But you deal literally with the spine every day. Right. And to hear him say that, when you hear the words, I've op- overcompensated and it opened up other things, that doesn't surprise you at all, does it? No, not at all. And this goes into why he's actually here, uh, why I thought he made a smart decision to come back to be a saint, you know, where he's he knows his body's not right. He knows he needs time to get to get to play shape and um, before he goes off and tries to be a starting quarterback again or if he competes here, you know, for the second job. But, yeah, I see people like this every single day. I was talking to someone earlier about this. When, when you have an injury or when you're recovering from something, not only is that one area of the body something you need to focus on, but it's all the other areas that are that are compensating, the muscles that are doing the job for you while those 
joints can't move. You know, if your joint can't move, the muscle's doing the work. If the muscle gets overworked, then it starts to spasm. You start to have inflammation. You start to have pain. And other joints are then compensating for that muscle not doing its job as well. So uh, it just goes down the line. That's why when someone comes in with a neck issue, I'm adjusting their hips and their feet and their ankles and their wrists all the way up because every single joint matters uh, within that line where those muscles are connecting, you know, to where the issue actually is. It makes so much sense. I, I told you two weeks ago the plantar fasciitis thing was acting up on my left heel. Right. And and that morning, you know, those first few steps to either go get the coffee or the bathroom. Sure. I'm completely leaning on my right side because I don't want to step <laughs> on my left side. Yeah. But that's my point. That's just me walking 10, 20 feet. If you're an athlete and you're trying to get back to playing – and, and and you have to work out and you have to run because here's the thing, you you know this saying all the time. You have to keep the athlete from himself. A guy's going to want to go out there and play, right? And that's the hardest thing because I can see inflammation, I can see swelling or you know bruising because of you know something that's you know pulled or something, something of that nature like a neck or something. How do you even gauge it other than X-rays and things of that nature and how you feel? You almost have to keep him from himself. Well, it's hard to give people a timetable sometimes on what it is it's going to take to get them back to normal mm-hmm. because it's hard to understand what the body's going through, actually. Um, these guys are the best athletes in the world, right? These professional athletes, they have people giving them dietary advice. So on that level, they should be moving forward daily, mm-hmm. whereas a lot of normal people like you and me, we're going to take a lot of steps back because we're not doing everything we should be doing. But when it comes to the body healing, it, it's more than that. It's muscle work. It's uh, reevaluating the way the nerve is working. It's making sure that strengthening, you know, you're strengthening the groups of muscles that are, are weakened now that um, he can't walk on that knee. Uh, and the other muscles are now overworked, and you got to rebalance that system out. Same thing with the back, you know, when... He's overcompensating them with his abs or he's overcompensating with his upper back or his obliques. And, and then all of a sudden you have to let those relax and reheal while you re-strengthen and restructure the, the muscles that were actually damaged. On a much smaller scale, it's almost like I told you before the last time I was here on Wednesday too, I couldn't turn to my left too much. I did something. Right. Sure. So I pick up my body and turn with my obliques <laughs> yeah. and my back and twisting instead of just moving my head. Yeah, along those it's lines, right? Exactly I mean, I'm using every, other things when I should it's just it's be It's everything able to turn we do head. on a daily basis that we don't really think of, and then we're like, people come in and see me, and they say, "Man, I didn't do anything," and all of a sudden, <laughs> my shoulders hurting me. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, well, this is coming from something else, your hip or but that's your the neck point, or your right? head. Yeah, that's the exact point. I thought it was it was big of him and honest to, yeah. to hear that because I. I it gives us insight because we don't know. You know, right. we're like, why didn't he play last year? Why can't he come out there? There's got to be something. Why personal. is he even here this year? Yeah, he and must. He just w- doesn't want to. Pl- right. Well, the explanation he gave, I thought, um, when he when he resigned, I just thought was really, really good and really solid, and it made me understand the exact um, his mindset and where he's at, and and he follows up with these quotes that you just played, and and it's exactly along the same thread where he's just wanting to get his body right be balanced not only physically but probably mentally as well and you can't play at a level that they want to play at when when that's not the way it's supposed to be yeah it's 15 seconds i'll play this and we'll go to break oh well I, it's just very familiar uh i trust this organization uh I, I i believe in this team that we have great defense great offense and uh and last year you know we had a lot of opportunities to break open some games but uh with the addition to Derek, i think he's gonna bring a, a lot of good things to this team i got a lot more i'm going to play later on but again i think 
there's certain times certain people are at the right place at the right time and i think because of what he's going through and what you just heard that he still believes in this organization loves his teammates right think of how much that helps Derek. absolutely and he, and he said it another bite his job is to make sure he's there for Derek and he's playing his role yeah but there is a comfort, I'm sure, for Derek to come in because this guy has energy. He loves his teammates. He loves the team. Derek can just and go he's ahead. He's not a rookie. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, so Derek, it helps Derek doesn't have to teach this guy things. It's and like from a safe standpoint, if you're a fan, again, I, if I need the guy to come in for a play or something, again, Dennis Allen said it. He confident that he can come in and play. You have two quarterbacks that have started. Right. You know, that makes sense. Absolutely. We'll see you in a few minutes, sir. Uh, when we come back, Jack Benjamin, voice of the Colonels, will help us preview the weekend Tuscaloosa Regionals. The Colonels will take on Alabama on Friday, 630. Sports Hangover in ESPN New Orleans. Yeehaw! It's deer season at Home Attractor, and there's no limit this month during the deer season green tag sales event. Home Attractor has green tag savings on all John Deere lawn tractors, zero-turn mowers, gator utility vehicles, and diesel tractors. Plus, save up to an extra $500 when you package your favorite attachments with their qualifying purchase of 25 through 75 horsepower John Deere tractors. Home Attractor's green tag event next to the tunnel, and remember, we don't crawfish when it comes to service. Sale ends July 21st, 2023. Some restrictions may apply. Implement bonus based on purchase of three attachments from John Deere or Frontier. See deals for details. Success is picking up extra shifts for your family. Now you want to be the boss. Success is getting your foot in the door. Now you want to take the next step. Success looks different to everyone, and University of Maryland Global Campus can help you reach your goals. For more than 75 years, we've been transforming lives by helping working adults like you expand their skills, move up, or start a new career. And there's never been a better time to get started on your future. Apply to UMGC by May 31st. We'll waive your application fee. An accredited state university. UMGC offers online and hybrid courses for more than 125 undergraduate and graduate degrees and certificates. Take advantage of faster onboarding, success coaches, lifetime career services, and more. Achieving your dreams is more possible than ever before. Choose the program that's right for your career goals and get moving forward. No application fee through May 31st. Learn more at umgc.edu. Certified to operate by Chef. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Me and my youngest son, so we just decided, hey, man, let's go just chill together. So we sitting out on the patio eating. And all of a sudden, I can see the lady coming. You know, my eyes go because it's a crowd of people, you know. But then I, as she get closer, she got the buggy, and there's a damn dog in there. It was like, oh, man. And this is why these dudes don't get off my back. People like that. No way. G.J. and Max. Mornings on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Come on, no. What are you waiting for? Pick up the phone. We want you to be on the show. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengap. Hey, two down, top of the ninth, leading UNO 6-3. Evans deals 0-2. Swing and a miss! Ball game! Thibodeau, it's time to party like it's 1998. For the first time in 25 years, the Nichols State University Colonels are Southland Conference Baseball Tournament champions. That is Jack Benjamin, voice of your Nichols State Colonel. Uh, athletics, baseball team, basketball, football, even equestrian if they had it. Uh, at Jack Benjamin PXP is the way to follow over on Twitter. Jack, how are you today, sir? 
Uh, I'm, I'm doing good, my man. Whenever you add a trophy to the case after, uh, after talking to you a week ago, I'm, I'm good with it. So, uh, two and, two and two yeah. weeks, headed to Tuscaloosa tomorrow and, uh, getting ready to start Friday. I'm, I'm doing well. I know the team's doing even better. Jack, I, I saw the photo, uh, of you with, with the trophy there, man. It's, uh, it's a big one, isn't it? It's heavy. It, it is, yeah. It, it's a little little heavier than I was expecting. I can't lie to you. I, I've held I've held a couple of these now, Gus. You know, it's, I think since since you and I have been doing this, when I when I uh, hopped on board at Nichols and I, I it was uh, it was the summer of 2019, so my first football season. You know, we, we won the this conference mm-hmm. championship and went to the FCS playoffs. We won that epic Riverbelt Classic game. So I've got to lift you know four uh, regular season trophies and, and now a tournament title. It doesn't get old doing it. It's. Uh, yeah, it's definitely uh, it's a pretty cool feeling, but it's not about me. It's about those guys, and what an unbelievable team, man! You you win a regular season title and a and a tournament title in the same year. I mean, that's tough to do. And I know we talked about it being the first regular season championship and first tournament title in twenty five years, but it's the first time a Southland team has won both in about a decade. It's hard to win both. What's crazy to me too is you know you brought it up, you know ninety eight. That's when I graduated college. So I mean, that's, it's been a while, you know, since I since I've done that here. When you think about it, but look, uh, we had Coach on earlier in the week, and he brought up just the whole process and, and and having the guys believe and take ownership of that program. Jack, you called games last season and the year before that. We didn't win many games. What do you think has been the biggest difference this year? Yeah, we, we, I think you and I spoke about this a little bit heading into the tournament too, but. It's the, 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 the difference has been the fact that with another year under Mike Silva and him, you know, putting in his system and his culture and the way that he wants things done, guys have fully bought in. I think there was a buy-in last year, and I said this to you too. I think that last year, you know, there were some pretty key injuries. Our, our center fielder Wes Toops played nine games, and then he, you know, tore his labrum and he was out for the year. He was hitting Wes was hitting four fifty last year at the time. Everybody this year knows him as an incredible defensive center fielder, but he really had it rolling. Kate Evans, our closer, uh, got everyone heard that final call. I mean, Kate Evans is on the bottom of the dog pile after getting his seventh save. I mean, he, he tore up his knee against Southeastern in our opening Southland Conference Series last year. So I think the combination of the buy-in from guys in wow. year two, the uh, ha- having a couple of key guys back from injuries, Austin Kane, our starting third baseman all year, he was playing with a broken wrist. He missed about 15 games last year. His average dipped significantly. He was an all-conference guy two years ago, and and so he's been mm-hmm. back and healthy and playing really well. And, and and then you have the combination of uh, some really, really good leadership with some really solid newcomers. I mean, the job that Mike Silva did in recruiting, you can't say enough about it. I mean, you bring in the, the freshman of the year in the Southland and Jacob Myers, who I don't know if you've checked the stats lately, Gus, but he's up to 97 strikeouts. He strikes out about 13 per nine innings, which would it's on track to shatter our program's single-season record. Uh, he's got nine wins. He's nine and one. He's been unbelievable. A one nine three ERA. Wow. Zane Watson obviously has developed into a an incredible leader, and he's having. I mean, he's put together. People have talked about Zane. I know Coach talks about Zane every time he's on with you, and every time he's on with me post game. I mean, Zane Washington is legitimately having one of the best seasons a Colonel has ever had at the plate. He's hitting. He's hitting three seventy nine. That's tied for the tenth highest batting average ever. He's got eighty one hits. That's tied for fourth most. He's ninth right now in on base percentage. He's put together an incredible campaign. We've got all conference guys in the infield. Our shortstop Parker could do our first baseman Edgar Alvarez, and then 
some really good additions that have that have panned out. You know, you, you gotta you gotta be selective these days with the transfer portal and the way you grab guys. And McCray Kendrick, right. our second, has been a rock there all year. Uh, Gerardo Villarreal in the DH spot has been incredible um, in, in, in situational hitting. Um, there have been other guys who, who have played a role, obviously, you know, up and down the, the lineup. And, and yeah, it, it, I think the combination of kind of those three or four things have led to a historic season that hopefully is not going to end anytime soon. Yeah, you brought up uh, Zane, you know, being the, the tournament MVP. And, and to the point, kind of like when I was talking with Coach there as well, guys have, you know, got to step up. You can always hope that certain things take place. But at this time of the year, as you've seen in tournaments, Man, it just it just happened, and and to go there and not lose a game and to win the way they did, I, I actually go back to the regular season, right? They won close games, Jack. They won games where uh, that had come back after losing tough, you know, things. Like they beat the number one team in the country in LSU. I mean, they. I, I guess we shouldn't be surprised as a team that's been doing it through the season. Yeah, there's something to be said for that, and I know that. Uh... I, I know there are, there are teams, there are teams that look during the season, they, they don't play their best and they get hot at the right time. I, I know, a, I know a guy who's going to tell you all about that is, is my, my good friend Corey Glore and then Tulane. Look, man, they got, they got on a roll at the end of the year and, and, and that's, you know, that's, that's obviously one way to go about it. And you come into the tournament playing your best baseball, but yeah, this team has been, been really steady all year. Didn't, didn't ever get swept, lost, you know, only a couple of conference series until the final with UNO where, Basically, we sat the whole team after clinching the, the regular season title that Friday um, on that Saturday, right. so we couldn't, didn't really give it some chance to win the rubber game. But, no, it, it's been a steady team that, look, the longest winning streak this year is five games. We're, we're at four right now. I haven't won four in a row in the conference tournament. So a win Friday would, would match the longest winning streak. But at the same time, like you, you look up and down the schedule, and it's not like there have been long losing streaks at all. I mean, the most games that the team has lost in a row all year is three. And they've only lost two in a row on a handful of occasions. So there's something to be said for that kind of consistency for sure. And I think, uh, you know, in the conference tournament, I mean, that was, they, they won, they won four games the way that they've been doing it all year long. You look at, you look at the, the, um, the Wednesday night game in round one guts against McNeese. We, we couldn't buy a hit for 13 innings and the pitching just rose to the occasion and, and just were shut out innings. Shut out inning until Edgar Alvarez delivered a walk-off longest game in Southland tournament history. We've now played the longest game in Southland tournament history and the longest game in Southland regular right. history because we went. You remember we went 19 innings against Lamar in early April, so you know we were yeah. battle tested yeah. for that. And then, and then the next next day, you got a you got a shattered bullpen. No one's available, and Jacob Myers, our true freshman, hadn't pitched more than six innings all year. Goes and gives us seven to third scoreless. And then the next day against UNO, it's the it's the offense that. Rises to the occasion with a ton of two-out hits, and then the championship—it's kind of a combination of everything. So, yeah, no, no question to your point. It's been—it's been consistent all year, and they've just consistently found ways to win games different ways. Yeah, and I wanted to bring that up. Speaking with Jack Benjamin, voice of the Colonels at Jack Benjamin PXP on Twitter, because they earned that, right? I mean, I'm not saying that. Look, if you're in the regionals, you earned it. You have to win the games. But, you know, we're going to talk with uh, Corey Glore of Tulane, and that was a surprising accomplishment. They accomplished it, but it's surprising. The Colonels have been a team that have been working towards that. So now that sets up to this weekend. You're going to be taking on Alabama in the Tuscaloosa Regional. Uh, Boston College and Troy in there as well. As you're doing your homework and looking at this regional, what do you see in Tuscaloosa and I I think it's it's a good matchup, man. I think I could see the Colonels getting this win here. What do you, what do you know about the tide? 
Yeah, I, I got I got a lot of respect for Alabama and kind of digging into them and, and, and sort of looking at their season. I mean, obviously, the, the number one thing to me that jumps out, and I'm sure this jumps out to everybody, you know, they, their, their head coach, Brad Bohannon, got fired, uh, obviously, you know, in early May, and, and we kind of know the situation there and what was going on with the betting. And since that point in May, Gus, you think about the, their, their team, they're a national taking on Vanderbilt. You know how hard a place that is to go and win. I mean, that's the, one of the elites of the elites in college baseball. How, how long are we at now? A decade, two the decades? Whistler. And they, they, go, they go and win two of three at Vandy. The next week they win two of three at A&M. They sweep, uh, I think, Ole Miss to finish off the season. So they go seven and two after their coach gets fired. Jay Jackson, their intern, has done a remarkable job. And what I see is a team that can really, really pitch. I mean, they have a team ERA of sub four. Anytime I see that, I'm like, okay, well, these guys have a lot of dudes who can take the mound and shut you down. And they don't walk many similar to us. They strike out a lot of guys, and they can use the long ball offensively. they got three guys with 15 or more home runs. They're a very good home team. I was kind of looking at their results all season at home, and as, as expected, I mean, that, that crowd in Tuscaloosa gets them going. They're 27-8 and eight at home. So, um, yeah, that's going to be, look, they're the, they're the 16th ranked team in the pool. That means you know, they're by the committee standard, the weakest number one. But uh, Nichols isn't seeing it that way at all. They're they're one of the, the terrific programs right now in the country. And then look, I think Boston College. I know Coach said that they could be hosting. I mean, they have had a tremendous season. I think they went um, they won thirty five games, second most in program history. They struggled a little bit down the stretch, but they can they can really pitch as well. They got a couple guys I think could be all American arms. And then uh, Troy started the season eleven and zero, stumbled a little down the stretch, but. They went, I think, seven and two to close Sunbelt play. So yeah, those are look. It's 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 going to be a tough bracket. I think it is a little bit open. I, I think that these teams have their strengths, maybe a little bit of weaknesses for each team. And yeah, I think Nichols is look. We're coming in with a lot of confidence right now, so um, it could be really interesting come Friday night. When I asked Coach last week about how he was going to approach the tournament, you know, do, do you plan ahead, save your best arms for game two and all that stuff? He's like, man, we're, we're, we're playing every game to win that game. I guess that's obviously the approach going into this one. If you can, if you can get into that winner's bracket, you know, right, of this weekend and win that first game, it just puts so much more pressure on those other teams, man. I, I think confidence in baseball is massive. And I think this team's playing with confidence. And if they can go out there and steal Friday, Jack, why not? Yeah, no, I, I, one hundred percent. And in this in this tournament setting, I, I think Coach said this too. At this point, everybody's really, really good. And if you're not really good, you're playing your best baseball right now, Gus. So to think that oh, we're gonna, you know, you, you save Jacob Myers and you save a couple bullpen guys, so you're ready for Saturday. No, you got you got to try to win every game because you don't win the first one. You're playing a really good team in game two, and then you're on the bus headed home on Saturday. So there's no question that you have to you got to give it everything you have starting on Friday night and, and, and throw your best punch. And, um, yeah, look, Jacob Myers, I, I would assume, is getting the ball. And that's a, that's a big spot for a true mm-hmm. freshman who's risen to the occasion all year. And then offensively, it's the lineup right. that has risen to the occasion. So it's going to be an interesting thing. It's contrast to styles. I think for people watching, listening, whatever, um, you know, Alabama, if, if they're winning on Friday, it's going to be probably because they hit four or five home runs. And Nichols is winning. It's probably because they've – they're hitting really well with runners in scoring position. They're moving guys over. They're playing good situational baseball, and they're playing mm-hmm. good defense. So it's going to be really, really interesting to see. But 100%, it's a, it's a find a way to win Friday and go from their mentality when you're in a, a regional like this. Well, looking forward to that game coming up here on Friday evening. Jack, let's close by saying this, and I, it's what I close with Coach as well. How incredible was seeing the reception uh, when you guys got home 
you know, late that night over the weekend and, and just really the, the mood in Thibodeau, man. Oh, that, it was, it was awesome. Um, I, I mean, this community is, is so behind their, their programs in general. That's the biggest thing that has hit me since arriving here in 2019. I mean, these, the people in Thibodeau, man, they are, they're something else. They love their colonels. It's, it's support for every team, but they, they recognize, you know, the, the support for baseball since I've gotten here has always been so good. They recognize when something special is happening, and this is a really, really special season. It's one of the. I said it on radio, and I stand by it. I think it's one of the one of the best. If not, if you want to call it top three, top four teams in the history of any Colonel sport, the fact that they they had the regular season they did, you you knock off number one LSU in April, and you go on and win your your first regular season title ever in the Southland, and and now you add a tournament title for the first time in twenty five years. I think the community. They appreciate what this team has done, what Mike Silva has done in building this thing, and that was really cool with the guys coming home. I'll tell you what, the, the selection show was awesome. The, the people that were behind us uh, watching on TV, see where we would be headed on, uh, on Friday. On, on, uh, it was really cool. That happened on uh, Selection Monday. And then, um, yeah, the support has been incredible all year. I can tell you, it's only about a five-hour drive, Gus, so there's going to be a lot of it, – it's an all-red regional. I think that's the most interesting thing. You know, Boston College and Troy, their <laughs> primary <laughs> red. You're right. On the, on the darker side, we, we know about the crimson for Alabama. So if I, I was joking on Twitter. If you're not wearing yep. red, you're going to be questioned by some people, I think, come Friday night. <laughs> you're right. Just different shades of red. but <laughs> You're right. All four teams, uh, primary color is red. And that's why – He's at the top of the list of play-by-play and voices all across the country. Mr. Jack Benjamin, thank you as always, man. I appreciate it. We're going to be probably bothering you before that game comes up Friday night as well. At Jack Benjamin PXP, the way to follow over on Twitter. Thank you, sir. I appreciate you, Gus. For everyone listening, 5.30 pregame for a, uh, I'd say a 5 p.m. pregame for a 6 p.m. Central first pitch right here on uh, ESPN NOAA. So keep it tuned to Gus all week, and then we'll be on the air Friday. Take care, my man. Sounds good, man. Thank you, Jack. Appreciate it. Quick break. We come back. Open phone lines, 800-998-1003 on the Lakeview Massage and Therapy Hotline on ESPN New Orleans. It's time for smoking Hot Deals. At Greg LeBlanc Toyota in Homa, the deals are red hot. And Greg LeBlanc Toyota has over 150 new Toyotas arriving soon. Greg LeBlanc Toyota has deep dealer discounts. Plus, two years free maintenance on all Toyotas. Greg LeBlanc Toyota, 220 South Hollywood Road in Homa. Get some smoking Hot Deals. So visit GregLeBlancToyota.com or stop by 220 South Hollywood Road in Homa. Now, Greg LeBlanc Toyota. Balance. You may know what that word means, but can you apply its meaning to your body? You see, it's all about the brain. At Upper Cervical Family Chiropractic, doctors work to locate and remove any nerve interference so your brain can communicate clearly with your body and help you correctly heal quicker. Located in Lakeview and West Harrison, Dr. Joshua Lett and his team at UCFC utilize a number of therapies to make your road to pain relief, recovery, and total body wellness efficient and effective. Go to ucfamilychiropractic.com for more information. Educate yourself on your body and let us get you back to balance. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafouche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse. 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. 
Other banks charge fees on savings and checking accounts. Doesn't sound good, does it? Capital One reimagined banking. So it sounds more like this. With Capital One, you can open an account with no fees or minimums in five minutes. Get started now at a Capital One location or online. Sound good to you? This is banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? For consumers only. Approval required. Offered by Capital One NA member FDIC. Copyright 2018 Capital One. Welcome back, Sports Hangover. As we're live at Upper Cervical Family Chiropractic, Dr. Josh Rilla joined us a little bit ago. Open phone lines if you want to chime in, 800-998-1003 on the Lakeview Massage and Therapy Hotline here as well. I walked on over, I gave Jess, we'll be taking your phone calls over there when you make your appointments at Lakeview Massage and Therapy, and I handed her a handful of ESPN New Orleans Red Koozies, so if you're Making your way over there to have that uh, that massage. They'll be right there in the front. That's if she didn't give them away. But it should be there. I have some here as well at Upper Cervical Family Chiropractic along with some New Orleans Roast Southern Pecan Single Serve Cups and some New Orleans Roast Bourbon Pecan Pie flavored coffee. It's solid. I can promise you. Uh, didn't bring the chocolate beignet. I'm keeping that to myself. No, I just I forgot. There's only so many boxes and so many things I can carry. But... Um, Come give it a try if you're here as well, and if you stop by. So, Josh, as Dr. Josh Rillette joins us here, feel free to hand that to some of uh, your folks that come in. It's really good. I really enjoy Other coffee? It. Oh, it's really good. Yeah, you've been talking about them for a long time. Yeah, I just finally got them to fit in my bag <laughs> and get here uh, as well. Um, one of the things that, uh, and again, I, I don't want to feel like I just have you on here just to talk injuries, but it is kind of what you do. You try to heal people. Uh, Christian Clark yesterday of the advocate in Picayune who covers the Pelicans says that the Pelicans plan to restructure player care and performance team after everything that happened. Look, if they didn't, it'd be a problem. We've, we've talked about right. this. I mean, the very first thing you have yeah, to do is, is you in sit the best there. people and they well, still had injuries and... And, and look, and I get it. it. It's part of it, as the article goes on to explain to as well, look, certain players have their own people. I mean, Alvin Kamara right now is in Miami working with their trainer, not the Saints trainer. I, I get that. True. Alvin Kamara scored six touchdowns in a game. Right. Alvin Kamara doesn't normally miss weeks, much less months, in his career. Right. Like, your track record gives me your leeway, right? Like, if you... Show up to work on time and things that I, I'm going to tend to be like you got you got it handled. If if you're late, this can bob you. I mean, I need to be on you. Right. When you miss over 400 games, <laughs> like the Pelicans see where did, this is going, yeah. yeah, you're grabbing whatever is on that dry eraser board, you're pulling it down off it, and you're tossing it out the back door, and you're starting completely over <laughs> yeah. because it's not working. Stan Van Gundy said it during one of the games, right? During one of the playoff games. I mean, during one of the final regular season games. Whatever it is that they're doing isn't working. And they need to figure it out why. And he's right. I mean, he was a coach here. He saw it too. Right. I mean, obviously for him to say that, I think that really, I wouldn't say pulled the curtain back. But that was a guy that was a head coach here. I think it's odd that you have um, players who have their own people 
But at the same time, they're not going through whoever the team's head person is. I mean, if I, if I was head coordinator of the health department for one of these teams, I mean, I would want to know everything that each of these players is doing, and I want to have a little control over what even their person is doing with them. Right. And we don't, we're not seeing that, and there's all this separation from everything that I'm hearing. And um, obviously, it's it's not working. So if we didn't see a a post like this over the summer, I think that would be a problem. But the fact that they're looking to address it, I think, obviously, is something that we've been talking about for a long time, and it has to happen. Here's the other thing, too, right? Uh, if I hired you to be ESPN New Orleans director of broadcast performance, <laughs> make right. sure that we're healthy enough to whatever. And I came to you and said, all right, Josh, after four seasons, uh, we finished 27th, 20th, and 7th in games lost to injury. <laughs> like, we're going in the wrong direction. 27th, 20th, 7th, 27th, 20th, and 7th in games lost to injury. This according to Man Games Lost in Christian's column here. The the, the, the two best players, obviously, Zion and, and Brandon Comista, uh, combined to miss 90 games last season. Jeez. Um, so when you look at all that, it, if I'm Aaron Nelson, I'm sitting here going, man, it's looking bad on me. And it's the, I don't think it necessarily is training staff. I think it's just how they're going about doing it too. It doesn't have to come down to me. Like if someone's hurting themselves and they keep coming in and they're telling me, Hey doc, you know, the same injury keeps coming back. Well, I'm only with you for 10 to 20 to 30 minutes once a week. Like, they're with them more, obviously, but when they're away from the staff or away from training, they have things that they're supposed to be doing, too. Just like I send you home with homework or things you're supposed to be doing at home to make sure that whatever I'm doing is working. Um, and maybe that's the issue. Maybe they're not having enough eyes on the players. Maybe they're not, you know, having enough, I don't want to say rules, to right. make sure that they're not doing things that are, are messing them up or not keeping them on track. But it's definitely an overhaul is what's needed and, and to look at the – you well, know. what I found interesting too, and then we can go back and play the bite later on as well. But he, Christian, put the the quote in the article. He brought this up, and and you know, David Griffin didn't want it to be. Hey, we got to overhaul the medical staff and all that. He, he basically said the same thing Christian McCollum said. Quote: uh, I really don't like the conversation being player availability. Player availability. It's also let's do the right things with the players who are available. Let's get those guys doing the right things every day, and let's build the right culture where we can be critical of each other in ways we need to be. Then he goes on and says, I failed miserably in that. We have to do a better job in a lot of ways. You add that to what Christian McCollum said. Sleep, eating right, what are your practice habits, what are your daily habits? And I, I said, I know what he's talking about, and then I just played Derek Carr. Well, that's what his I was opening talking about. press conference where he said, my job is to be available Wednesday right. for practice. And that's what I'm saying. If if that is your avenue, your body, what are you doing? Are you right. going out? It's or are you it's everything eating right? Away from where, right. It's everything they're doing away from the staff. And that's why I just said what I said. Right. Where it might not be the staff itself. It doesn't mean they're not doing what they're supposed to do when they're with them. But what are they doing outside of that? What's the prep work that's going into their daily routine that we're not seeing? What do you tell me before I see you and after I see you? And I even heard you say it to the last person you saw today. Right after you finished with somebody. Water. Hydration. Yeah. Hydrate, stretch, yeah. chest up, head back. Okay, but if I don't do that, 
Right. If you don't do that, then you're going to have partial issues. Now, or it's you're your not going to. Right. He didn't work it's on not my it. fault. Right. You're, you're, <laughs> you're going to be dehydrated. But that's the point we're talking about up. on a smaller scale here. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And as I looking around here in the room that we're in. You have things behind you, oils. You have things in front of you this for pain, all, inflammation, immunity yep. and cleansing, doctor's choice, calming relaxation. But that's my point. To help you do your job, right. there are other things. You can say, hey, take this, use this, breathe this in, <laughs> whatever. I mean, But that's the point that CJ was saying. At some point, these guys got to mature. And you have to take ownership of your... Injury. Yeah. And body. Lifestyle, daily, right. Yeah. Daily routines. Like, all of those things come come into play. And we just don't know what kind of eyes they have on them. And we don't know what's spurring these injuries, you know. I'm sure it's not something they're doing in the training room. It's probably something else somewhere. And that's kind of why I wanted to bring it up to you. Is that... I've always said this, too. Even the coaches that get fired and things of that nature. Um... They didn't forget to coach back. Like, Stan Van Gundy knows basketball. Right. It's can he communicate with this crop of players. Right. Um, you know, Alvin Gentry knows basketball. It's, could you deal with certain right. Are elements? Are you the right coach with this group of with, people at, the right at time. this time? Right. How, many, how many championships has uh, Greg Popovich won since Tim Duncan left and, and Kawhi Leonard? Um, Zero. 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 Yeah. You need players. Right. And, and this guy knows how to coach, right? Yeah. Okay, the Steve Kerr in him, I mean, he's the greatest thing ever. I mean, you got to have players, you got to play right, you got to avoid injury. <laughs> you got yeah. There's a lot of things that go into that. So, again, I I'm interested at least at least you're looking at it one way shape or form whatever that is. And look, I have said this a lot of times, um, whether it's a good report card or a failing business and you bring in somebody to help you, you have to be able to have a tough conversation and accept it. And think of the greater good, and I think that's something they needed to do on that, you know, on that side of the parking lot, because I do right. think to the point when this, we talked about earlier this hour, the Saints I think doing. the Saints have done it. Yep. You know, when you take a look at it, and that is why Josh is good as well. He just gave us a tease leading into hour number two. We'll play some uh, some things that really stood out to me from the locker room yesterday, and we'll talk about some of the things that stood out on the field as well. It's the Sports Hangover live at Upper Cervical Family Chiropractic on ESPN New Orleans. Wendy's $3 breakfast deal is a bacon or sausage egg croissant plus small seasoned potatoes for 3 bucks. It's the breakfast that don't miss. So 